Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good morning, Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of The Charming Libra. I'm your host, Tasha, and happy Monday, happy Moon Day. You know, the moon rules Monday, which means it's a wonderful time to move that energy as well as into really use your intuition when it comes to whatever you need to do. Just allow yourself to listen and to be guided. But speaking of um, that wonderful time, we are coming to a closing of um, the Aquarius um, moon season. So, um, of course, this is what today's episode is about. It is the sex and relationship part of the natal Aquarius moons. I would not forsake you guys, um, but let me go ahead and kind of a little update Um, I've been, you know, feeling really good and I hope everyone enjoyed that, um, episode that I recently did a little bonus episode of self-sabotage and I hope it wasn't too (laughs) crazy because when I, after I posted it, I kind of like thought about it and I was like, gosh, I feel like I was all over the place. Like if I don't have my, if I don't have notes written for myself on what to talk about, I jump to too many topics and I kind of feel like that just, you know, cause it drives my husband crazy and it, you know, like really just drives anyone crazy. And I just hope that it wasn't bad enough where people just like, kind of just was like, Oh my God, fuck this. She's like all over the place. So I apologize for that. And I will definitely make sure to continue to do notes. It's just, sometimes I try to free, like free form it where I don't leave like a note, like talk about this. And then, you know, um, cause that's what I usually have to do. I have to be like, okay, I'll put the subject and then I'll free form from there. But if not, I'm just like all over the place, but I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> hopefully it won't happen again if it was a little all over the place, but I just, you know, felt that that just needed to be said because I just feel like, um, we'll just go ahead and listen to the episode cause I don't want to, you know, bring it up with this one. Uh, but this weekend was great. I spent a lot of time with my friends, um, as well as me and my husband celebrated our Valentine's day yesterday, uh, since Valentine's day is on a day that he works and because he works late, he probably won't really be home. So 
we wanted to make sure to do a nice little romantic dinner, which we did, but we actually also decided to do um, Valentine's Day with all our couple friends too. So that was really fun. The food was amazing and we really enjoyed each other. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was really nice. Um, but yeah, I didn't really ask for any gift to be honest, because he just always provides for me. And really it's like Valentine's day used to be our, um, anniversary date before we got married. So we still kind of celebrated as that. Like we, we do, we call it a little like mini anniversary just because we, you know, we appreciate that. That's the day that, you know, he asked me out to be his girlfriend, you know, at that time. And Ooh, some years upon years later, like over a decade later, you guys, isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But I love that man. And I just, I don't know. I'm just more about memories, to be honest. Like, it's nice to get a gift, but I'm not really a gift. That's not my love language, put it like that. I'm more of a quality time, like, um, what is it, uh, you know, and, um, physical touch. That's my love language. Um, like gifts are okay, but it's not like a necessity for me. So I didn't really ask him anything. He asked me for what I wanted, but I just was just like, Oh, I haven't really thought of anything. I just not really a big deal for me. But, um, anyhow, I hope everyone is doing well and boy, oh boy, I'm telling you, I'm going to be sad when Valentine's Day gets over because have I been making sales left and right? So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and um, talk about today's sponsor, which is myself. <laughs> Alari Sky Jewelry, you guys, if you are interested and you love crystal pendants and jewelry and crystals inside your home, please go take a look at my Etsy shop, Alari Sky Jewelry. I have beautiful pendants that are created out of high quality stones and high quality wire. Um, I wrap in 14K gold filled, sterling silver, as well as copper, 100% copper or pure copper, copper rather, antique copper and silver plated uh, for, you know, to be a little bit easier on the wallet. My prices are not bad at all. Um, of course it's, it goes by the material I use, um, time and all that good stuff. Um, and I just take really big, like I am so in love with that shop. I'm just so happy doing what I'm doing. And I just get so excited to mail off items for people. I've also started selling on Facebook. So it's been like, now I have Etsy and then people are wanting to buy from me on Facebook. So that is amazing. That's been really working out. I actually just had to mail some items off this morning. Uh, so if anyone was interested, I did have a sunstone. I made a sunstone in remembrance of the Leo moon because it's a great Leo stone, to be honest. Uh, anyone can wear it, but it's just a, it's just a wonderful stone. It actually made, made me want to make myself one. Um, eventually I think I bought one though from someone. It's a very, uh, pretty one too. So I'm just going to go ahead and use that one and save the ones that I make unless I want to, um, for customers, but it has sold. So if you were thinking about it, it is gone, but, um, I still have plenty of, you know, things up there. So please go take a look. 
that's uh, A-L-A-R-I-E-S-K-Y-E Jewelry. Make sure you type my shop name on Etsy.com. Make sure you go to the left of the search engine and push the arrow where it says find shop. Put in my name and you will, it will pop up and happy shopping. I have 10% off of everything um, until the end of this month. So a lot of people have been taking advantage of that. Please do like, I have a beautiful, I just made a beautiful Ethiopian opal up there, you guys, out of 14K gold. It has a beautiful fire, you guys. Like, it looks magical. Like, that was when I really struggled with not wanting to keep myself. But it is beautiful. It's uh, normally $111, um, but you get 10% off, so it's going to be less than that. So if you're looking for a beautiful Ethiopian opal... Honey, don't sleep on that. Like it's a, it's an amazing stone. It's wonderful for protection, for psychic abilities or psychic visions, intuition, you know, all of that good stuff. I mean, it's a high quality stone. I, you know, I, I paid a pretty penny for it. So that's why it's so expensive. Um, so, um, don't sleep on it, you know, don't sleep on that. It's very gorgeous, but, um, yeah, just if you're interested in that, go ahead and, um, happy shopping (laughs) again, 10% off till the end of this month. And also if you are looking for some high quality supplements as well, um, please visit my link for Amari global. Um, I will also have my code. It will save you some money. Um, it is high quality supplements. You guys It's made out of everything natural. I kid you not. Everything that they're doing up there is all laid out. So there, it's not like when you go up there, you're not going to know what you're getting. Of course, if you want to take something, make sure you ask your doctor uh, if you're concerned. But truly, this is a um, supplements that I live by now that will definitely be in all of my businesses, <laughs> to be honest. Like I, um, I am a certified nutrition coach and all that stuff. So I'm going to be using it to help people, um, because these are items that actually work. They don't make you feel like shit. They make you feel great. Actually, they're targeting things that most supplements don't. Most supplements just tell you what you want to hear. And then it doesn't really work or your liver's fucked. Cause that's how I used to be when I was really a huge, um, gym rat. Um, I used to take, um, a lot of like, you know, like thermogenics and, you know, stuff, you know, that was in like GNC and stuff like that. And eventually, like at one point I had like a small amount of jaundice because it was like really fucking up my liver and it caused my liver enzymes to be high. And so my doctor was like, you cannot take that. So um, I even tried like, you know, back in the huge influence days where when fitness influencing was really huge. I even, I'm not going to name who it is, but I even tried their product and that thing made me feel like my head was about to explode and it just, you know, I went to my doctor about it again and they were like, don't take it. It's fucking up your liver, all that stuff. So, um, it's just not good. And, you know, these days you kind of need things, you know, there's not a lot of, especially you can get nutrition through food and everything else, but because the soil is becoming less and less uh, with the amount, you know, it's becoming 
the minerals in it and everything is not as good as it used to be. So it's getting harder to get what we need through food. So I am someone who now believes in supplementing, you know, the things that we may not be getting and as well as like adaptogens, which they work with. And they're the only company that I know that works with systemic, um, systemic inflammation. So if you're interested, my link will be in the show notes. That's again, Amari Global. You can definitely do some reading for yourself and I'm going to get more detailed into it. Um, I'm just waiting to release the diet part of the, ooh, I just saw 1111, um, the diet part of, um, the moon sign eating. Cause we're about to do that too. I also just started my, um, my, um, documentation of wearing iolite. Um, I created a iolite pennant for myself that I particularly bought an iolite stone for myself. Of course, I'm not taken from the business. Um, that I wanted to, you know, kind of like use a small little scientific way um, of seeing if it's going to do the properties it is. If you don't know, the phys- the healing part of iolite is um, it helps with uh, revving up the metabolism and burning fat. Um, so I want to see if I will burn more fat than normal by wearing this pendant, only taking it off for... Um, when I take uh, showers and everything, otherwise sleeping and everything else, making sure it's cleansed and setting my intentions in it to see how it's going to affect, you know, like work with my body and do what it is said to have been doing. So um, I just measured my waist today and I, I picked like the totally like worst time to do that because I also am about to, I'm literally like starting my moon, my moon cycle. So um yeah, I'm a little bloated. So I, cause I was like, what, how did I gain like this many inches, you know? And I was like, oh, duh, I just started my moon. So I'm pretty bloated. Um, but I was like, you know, that's fine. It doesn't matter. But my goal is to see if I can lose about two and a half inches. Um, probably like within the next few weeks. So I'll let you guys know how much I've lost. Um, but yeah. So anyways, let's go ahead and um, jump into today's episode. So I read from two books, of course, and it is the um, Moon Signs Lunar Astrology by Sybil Leak and Erotic Astrology, The Sex Secrets of Your Horoscope Revealed by Phyllis Vega. And then let's go ahead and jump into this is you guys are so crazy that Pisces season is this weekend, like I, everything is just going so damn fast. It's crazy. It is so insane guys. Okay. So let's go ahead and okay. So, uh, um, characteristics of moon and Aquarius people, lunar Aquarians are very imaginative. If this is translated into creative channels, it brings positive achievements in the arts and give the chance to extend their lifestyles into a variety of interesting situations. The restlessness of the, of the capricious moon is stabilized in this sign. But if there is not an outlet for the lunar Aquarians, vivid imagination, it may deteriorate into gossip and rumor spreading. Hmm. Interesting. This is rarely done with malice, but rumors can bring some unfortunate backlashes when the source is located and a few lunar Aquarians can cope with this. 
They do the they do most things with the good intentions, but these are not always tempered with wisdom and judgment. They are broad-minded about the changing trends in society, while many will advocate free love and freedom of sexual activities as they grow older. They are more inclined to preach than practice. So, as you guys can see, because you have such a great imagination, you guys have to find an outlet for that or else it seems like you become drama starters, which is very interesting because I've never, I mean, I don't know. I've never been around an Aquarius that's done that. I think because a lot of the ones I'm around, they are actually highly creative. So they're not about that life. But um, yeah, it's interesting to know that because I didn't think that would be like, because Aquarians just, I feel like y'all don't give a shit about that. But obviously, if you're not live into your Aquarian moon, you know, expression, then it can happen. Okay, so what moon in Aquarius people love most of all is to shock others by pronouncing definite views on the project, oh, I'm sorry, on the subjects that were once considered taboo. They are innovators in helping other, uh, helping change some aspects of social life, but when the same ideas are applied to their personal life, they are surprised that things fall apart. All too often, the freedom, which is so important to the lunar Aquarian, becomes an issue when the freedom of a partner is expressed. Mm. They are a mixture of radical thought and conservative action. Male lunar Aquarians are broad-minded because it suits them to be. The female is often not allowed the same freedom and generally emerges as an intellectual with firm ideas about feminine liberties. Both sexes are prone to mental anxiety and tension, becoming overstimulated by ideas and handicapped by the many parasitic people who hang on to the lunar Aquarian's bandwagon without making any real contribution to their chosen cause. So basically, you guys can just get overly like, what is it? Remember how in the wellness episode it says that like huge like crowds and stuff like that, especially if it's chaotic, will really like drain you. That's pretty much a sign right there. So be be aware of that. Like when you when you get overstimulated, it's just it's not good for you. It's not healthy for you. And you know, being an air sign, period, especially I feel like for Gemini and Aquarius, it's just you're prone to having some kind of, you know, anxious kind of, you know anxiety uh because of being you know like the element of the mind and mental and always kind of being in our head and stuff so it says there is a genuine desire to seek out unusual relationships and to study such things as metaphysics and the occult sciences and seeking their own freedom lunar aquarians long to blaze the way for others but forget that all men are not equal in romance they look for companionship based on mutual interest and in business they need a stable partner who knows how to bring out the best of the creative imagination, but can act as a break when the ideas are impractical. As we move further into the age of Aquarius, lunar Aquarians will have a greater role to play in laying down the guidelines for a new society, but it's too soon yet for them to be totally effective. So this is why, like I said, Aquarius this is going to be you guys is here because y'all are you know, the Pluto's moving into Aquarius. And so that's most likely going to activate any Aquarian placement. You know what I mean? So use, use it wisely. This is your transformation year, in my opinion, because that's what I see for Aquariuses. Okay. So physical characteristics, middle-sized person, really? 
I'm sorry, well-made and inclined to corpulence after middle age. Brown hair inclined to balding in the male and thin hair in the female. The skin is clear and fresh looking. The eyes are small ovals, delicately delicately arched brows. So to me, this just kind of sounds like, um, what is it? Almost got alien-like a little bit, just because it seems like the way they put it, like you guys don't really have hair on your head, <laughs> which I know it's not true. I know a lot of Aquarian placements like Sun and Moon who have thick hair. Um, again, take those with a grain of salt because to be honest, um, I'll have to get into an episode about it, but I, I can't, I just had a brain fart now of what I was going to say. Um, but it's, Basically, what you can kind of base on how you're going to look is, uh, gosh, I can't remember. It's an ancient thing that they use for astrology um, and like basically how much of the element you have in you. So if you were more fire-like, it's known that you have less hair because your head is more hot. If you were, you know, um, air, more air, you have more of a um, thinner body. Um, and also very elongated and tall, um, water was always kind of stout and chubby. Um, sometimes they can gain weight easily. Earth was like more, I think, stout or something like that. The, I think it's called the humors, the, the four humors or something like that. I'll have to really look at it, but I'll do an episode on that. Cause I think you guys would be interested. <clears throat> and, um, it was basically, um, something that Nicholas Culpepper um, studied, uh, which was back in ancient Europe. So, um, yeah, I'll have to get on that later because I'm having a brain fart about it once I, once it popped up. But anyways, weaknesses are varicose veins, eye afflictions, ulcers on lower extremities, which because Aquarius, as we know, rules the ankles as well as blood circulation and all that good stuff. Um, so how moon and Aquarius people relate to the sun signs, to sun and Aries, Generally, the lunar Aquarian has little time for the reckless solar Aries, although an elderly lunar, excuse me, an elderly lunar Aquarian can relate well to a youthful Aries, enjoying the fresh and unusual ideas that the Arian is capable of. In business, the lunar Aquarian can make use of the solar Arian's innovative ideas and is willing to meet, willing to take the necessary time to polish those ideas and the small jewels. Now my <clears> throat is trying, my voice is like crackly and I didn't bring any water with me. So I'm so sorry, you guys. The lunar Aquarian can successfully emulate the energy and drive of the solar Aries if he, if he is so inspired. Obviously, some lunar Aquarians will be romantically attracted to a solar Aries, but it is not a meaningful relationship after the glow of attraction has passed. The solar Aries demands too much talks, too much talks, too much, and generally upsets the easygoing life. <clears throat> with the lunar Aquarian, uh, which the lunar Aquarian seeks. <clears throat> so that's basically interesting. Um, but yeah, I feel like because Aquarian with you being an Aquarian moon, especially you're going to be more of like kind of a chill person compared to an Aries. So yeah, Aries is just youthful throughout their entire life, to be honest. And some people can't handle that kind of energy. <laughs> Okay, so sun, <clears throat> oh my gosh, I might have to just, 
like clearing my throat hella. Okay, to, to Sun and Taurus, the older lunar Aquarian is physically attracted to the youthful Taurian. This attraction can result in marriage and a mutually agreeable lifestyle when the Taurian really begins to dominate and takes over in a very subtle manner. The Aquarian's reaction is one of the philosophic resignation. The Taurian domination is not enough to break up the marriage. The marriage can come to an end. However, if the lunar Aquarian directs his attention too far away from the home, this is something the solar Taurian will not tolerate. As far as Taurian Taurus is concerned, charity begins and ends within the domestic circle. This marriage will always be held together by mutual concern for children. In business, this partnership is very compatible. The solar Taurian supplies stability to the lunar Aquarian intellect. So the sun and Gemini, these two air signs have a mutual attraction in, in fits and starts. It is an uneasy relationship unless it's based on professional achievements. It thrives well in medicine and surgery. Neither the lunar Aquarian nor the solar Gemini expects any type of relationship to last long, and both are content to live for the day and accept whatever changes tomorrow brings. This is a workable basis for friendship, but it can be tough if a hasty marriage takes place, and this is the sort of situation that both these types are susceptible to. The marry in haste and repent at leisure axism might have been coined with the lunar Aquarian and the solar Gemini in mind. Both are prone to, t to make several marriages. These children are likely to suffer because of the endless arguments over parental rights. The division of property is not of great interest to either of them. In business, this pair works best under short-term arrangements. Hmm. All right. Uh, to Sun and Cancer, this is, this is a complicated relationship because of the basic personality conflicts. But the lunar Aquarian does have the capacity to understand the needs of the solar Cancerian, and the Cancerian has the intuition to help the Aquarian when he becomes bogged down in trivia. The lunar Aquarian appreciates the reserved nature of the solar Cancerian and understands that he sometimes needs to be left alone. This can cause problems, though, as the lunar Aquarian may carry the withdrawal too far, especially if he is annoyed or upset by the Cancerian outpourings of emotion. In business, this is not very successful unless both parties start off with a lot of money. Backed up by a lot of good fortune, as neither of these types is adept at good management. Mm. I don't I feel like cancers do pretty good, but I get it. Like, especially with um, an Aquarian partner, it'd be kind of hard. Uh, to Sun and Leo, there is an electrifying attraction here from the word go, and it lasts for a long time. The lunar Aquarian finds the solar Leo attractive in every respect. Of course, it's the opposite sign. Both inspire confidence in the other. The lunar Aquarian has a complete understanding of the solar Leo's need to bask in the sunshine and has no desire to compete with him in that arena. The romantic relationship based on strong sexual urges settles down into a loving, considerate companionship. The, the relationship deepens as the years go by, especially if there are children. It is also a strong and rewarding business relationship. To Sun and Virgo, the lunar Aquarian appreciates the finer qualities of the solar Virgo's mind and the quiet, unruffled temperament. The lunar Aquarian and solar Virgo are well matched through their intellects and can be very successful, united in projects involving money. They can be very creative together and this is one of the best reasons for their forming a business partnership. The personal attraction they may feel seems to satisfy itself in terms of a lengthy but platonic relationship. Marriage can succeed here. 
Although there is very little romance, a lasting relationship may be produced by their mutual pursuits and goals. I could see that working just because um, how analytical Virgos are. So, um, yeah. So I think that would work um, well together. Okay, so to Sun and Libra... The mutual attraction is electrifying with plenty of physical attraction and a mutual need for sexual activity. Courtships can mature into marriages. There is every chance that this relationship will be lasting and harmonious. It can be one of the most romantic relationships in the Zodiac and it is not unusual for a previously married lunar Aquarian to find real happiness with a solar Libran. Part of the appeal here is the Aquarian's ability to be there whenever the Libra needs help. But the Aquarian must be careful not to overindulge the solar Libra's whims. This can also be a strong business relationship, especially if the intimate relationship is there as well. To Sun and Scorpio, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that you guys get along with us Libra Suns, right? Like, we are so cool and charming and wonderful and the bestest. I'm joking. Am I, though? <laughs> But yeah, it's not, it's not a surprise to be honest, you know, Libra's very balanced and I feel like they would kind of add, um, some groundation to an Aquarius. Anyway, to Sun and Scorpio, the lunar Aquarian can be enchanted by the secretive solar Scorpion. The lunar Aquarian can sometimes direct the emotional turmoil of the solar Scorpion into an intellectual intellectual outlet all goes well with this pair until the aquarian follows his instincts to improve the scorpion then it rarely works out well most of all the solar scorpion loves to retain his secrets and hates any probing into his background even if it has nothing to hide the truth loving aquarian feels that any hint of mystery is circumstantial evidence that something is being hidden this air of mystery is intriguing enough to start a romance but the romance will be blighted by the scorpion's jealousy a business relationship stands a better chance of success, providing that both parties start off with good intentions and a clear definition of duties. Yeah, you know, that would be an interesting pair. I know um, of a couple who is a Scorpion and Aquarius, and it is kind of awkward because, again, as mentioned, Scorpios do not like people who um, try to get to the bottom of their business. Or their, you know, emotions or anything. They like doing that to others. They don't like it being done to them. So with Aquarians who are, you know, like enjoys like kind of exposing, I guess, the truth and changing things. That's not going to run well with a Scorpio because a Scorpio is they're going to change on their own turf, not because someone else, you know. So the sun in Sagittarius, the fiery solar Sagittarius seems to burn up the energy of the lunar Aquarian. It is debilitating relationship if it is romantic in nature. When the fires of passion begin to smolder, what remains is a strong friendship with a great deal of devotion and loyalty on both parts. In business, the intellectual lunar Aquarian merges very well with the energetic solar Sagittarian and both receive equal rewards and both in terms of fame and fortune there are better they are better in business partnership where they are equally involved in responsibilities okay to sun and capricorn the lunar capricorn is not likely to be enchanted by the solar capricorn what they they just fucked up oh my god they just literally fucked up 
they they called y'all a Capricorn. Oof, 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 oof. So let me rephrase that because they literally have a typo. So the lunar Aquarius, because I was about to be like, did I turn to the wrong page? Is not likely to be enchanted by the solar Capricorn. They seldom become more than polite friends. Marriage can be a disaster course, but it can, but it can be made palatable if money is available to bolster the relationship. A romantic relationship can be very good between senior citizens who have both led interesting lives and then found a common bond of companionship. In business, the relationship is reasonably successful depending on the age of both parties. If the two enter into a business association with when young, the chances are that they will not reap rewards for many years. It must be viewed as a long-term project. To Sun and Aquarius, this can be a delightfully comfortable relationship based on mutual interest and a reasonable amount of physical attraction, especially if both have been married before. Both parties must take care here not to spend too much time pinpointing the other's faults and overlooking his good points. In business, this can be successful if both are involved in the legal or medical professions, but in all other business, a third party is necessary. So... You, I believe I've explained that if you have a sun in Aquarius and then you're with someone with the moon in Aquarius, this is this works very well together um, because you guys know what you need to, for one, like for the moon sign, the sun sign will know what that person needs to feel safe and secure. So it always usually, you know, it's pretty good. Uh, to sun in Pisces, amazingly, there's a little physical attraction in this relationship Perhaps because the lunar Aquarian never trusts the solar Piscean when it comes to romantic overtures. Romances are short-lived as neither type like to feel totally committed on a personal level when the relationship ends. It is nearly always because the solar Piscean cannot function in an unemotional relationship. The lunar Aquarian cannot stand to play the central role in the lunar Piscean's emotional life. In business, this relationship can work if the Aquarian is given free range in making decisions. So... Um, like I said, I mean, it, you, you never know cause you of course go for other placements as well, but I just feel like, I mean, speaking as a Pisces moon, someone who I'm very emotionally high maintenance, I cannot imagine unless the Aquarius has some water or some kind of like fire or something in it that makes it able to express itself better emotionally It'd be very hard for me to, I think, have a long-lasting, I don't know, relationship for that. That's how I feel. But you never know. You just never know. So here's the, we're in erotic astrology now. So it says, moon in Aquarius, the individual born under this sign is cool-headed and cerebral and ready to distrust emotions as being messy and irrational. Strong feelings such as anger and jealousy make you uncomfortable and though outwardly friendly at heart you're somewhat of a loner aquarius feels aquarians feel with their minds and your inclination is to deny or repress emotions instead of dealing with them directly your unconventional outlook and eccentric behavior make it difficult for you to fit in and at times you suffer from loneliness and a sense of detachment from the world around you adept at analyzing everyone else's motive motivations you're often totally clueless where where your own are concerned in bed it says in the bedroom you're daring and unconventional a genuine nonconformist. you're sexually uninhibited and predisposed to experiment experimentation if something sounds fun you're willing to give it a go 
You exude a sex appeal that positively crackles with electricity and you believe that nothing is too far out as long as it pleases both partners. However, no matter how much you enjoy making love, you always keep your wits about you and never allow yourself to be totally swept away by passion. Lovemaking has little meaning for you unless it, is tr- unless it truly engages your mind along with your body and you respond as readily to verbal suggestion as to physical simulation. So basically, if you can get a Aquarius to like basically stimulate both mind and body, honey, you're probably in for a very grand time because obviously they enjoy doing there's no limitation with them. They're very experimental. And so you can have a lot of fun, in my opinion, because that to me spells fun. But you just got to make sure you're hitting all those points for them to probably get to that point to be really open in that aspect. But that is it, you guys. That's the end of the Aquarius natal moon season. Um, I hope this was enjoyable for you. I highly recommend if you want way more detail than that for Aquarius sex for men and women, as well as, you know, um, bisexual, um, gay and lesbians, listen to season one, um, season one Aquarius, uh, sex and relationship for the men, it has men and it has women episode. So that way, and both of those include, um, you know, like other, you know, uh, sexual preferences or, you know, stuff like that, which that's why I loved. Um, so it'll tell you how same sex you're compatible with uh, the signs as well as, um, opposite sex. So if you want more, I always point you to season one because that's where majority of the really detailed sexual stuff is as well as season two, season two, would be good too, but I think season one is the best all for all the way around, uh, in my opinion. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Again, don't forget to shop Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. There's 10% off um, for the rest of the month, um, as well as um, check out my link and use my code to save yourself money if you're interested in some high quality su- supplements from uh, Amare Global. That link will be in the show notes. Um, I guess I'll put both links for the Etsy and that and make it easier. But I hope you guys have a wonderful time. And of course, I'll be up here again with because um, we do have the Pisces new moon on uh, the Sunday, I believe, the 19th, which is crazy. It's going to be on the day that the sun is in Pisces um, and as well as the moon. So that's going to be a very magical healing day. Um, and I will also be... Um, I'm working hard on the uh, moon, uh, the eating for your moon sign episode. So that's going to be coming soon as well, as well as starting the Pisces natal moon, which is me. And I haven't read any of this stuff, so I'm excited to learn with you guys. So of course, I'm probably going to be more vocal on those just because I live the life of a Pisces moon. So I'll have the experience to also go into detail with that compared to ones that I don't have much experience with or have don't have don't know anyone with those certain placements. So I try to do my best. But um yeah, I can't wait. I love, you know, I love Pisces season. It just Pisces season is one of my favorite seasons. So I just thrive in it. So anyway, love you guys so much. Take care. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and be safe on Valentine's Day, guys. Don't do nothing I wouldn't do, which isn't saying much, but (laughs) 
just be careful and stay safe. Love you so much. Bye.